Welcome to Head to Heart Podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Markham. This bi-weekly podcast is designed to be a safe space to admit what we truly believe in our hearts. We all know the difference between just having biblical knowledge floating around in our heads and actually believing that it's true. Until God's truth makes its way into our hearts, nothing changes. We'll be doing a mix of solo episodes and interviews with friends who have experienced the freedom that comes when head knowledge becomes heart knowledge. We'll talk about overcoming lies in our relationships, mental health struggles, and the way we see ourselves. The truth will set you free so that you can walk every day in the freedom God desires for you. It's time to let go of the pressures, insecurities, and burdens. That's not yours to carry. Thanks for joining us. Welcome back to Head to Heart Podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Markham, and it is so exciting to have a new episode out for you guys, dear listeners. And I have a very special guest on here today. Her name is Natalie Hickson. And Natalie, why don't you introduce yourself, who you are, what you do, family, and a fun fact. Awesome. Sounds good. Thanks. I'm excited to be here. So yes, I'm Natalie Hickson, and I live in Bozeman, Montana, um, with my high school sweetheart and husband of 21 years now. Um, And we have three girls. Our oldest is 18, and then we have a 15-year-old and a 11-year-old. And our 18-year-old is just about to go to um, college here um, this fall in Tennessee. So yeah. Um, I am a life coach. I've been helping specifically moms, um, Christian moms, work through destructive anger and burnout. But I love to come on to um, a wide variety of of different podcasts and, you know, just reach everyone and and help everyone from all walks of life um, and ages. Just figure out, you know, what does destructive anger look like? How do we work through anger? Um, we don't have to be parents. We can be um, young, like my my teens themselves. I'm helping them constantly work through different challenges that have arisen from our journey um, as a family and things that they will walk through at some point in their life. So, yeah, um, I just I love what I do and and working with people overcome this because it's part of of my story. A fun fact. Um, oh, let's see. I, the first thing that comes to mind, I have hugged and pet a tiger back when I was like 13 years old. What? A dream of mine. Yes. Um, <laughs> isn't that funny? <laughs> Where did you get the opportunity to do that? I know, right? Um, it just, it was like a marketing thing for a furniture store in town and they brought in this tiger and I was just like, mom, we have to go. I really want to see it. <laughs> So, yeah, that was pretty funny. And they but, like, just like walk up to it, give it a hug. No big yeah, deal. Yeah, totally. It was so funny. So that's, that's a really random, random fun fact about my my past. <laughs> I don't know anyone else who has even gotten the chance to do that. So. <laughs> that's so cool. Okay, Natalie. So, what have you been set free from? Destructive anger, really, and. Let me just kind of start and jump in with, you know, I'm, I'm saying destructive anger. What is that? Um, and I'll, I'll tell you my story with that as I go. But really in the beginning, I just want you to, to really understand what I mean and what the difference between that and, and healthy, normal anger is. 
So the destructive anger is um, this rage, right? The screaming. Um, it's it's really the 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 need to control somebody else through your actions and words. And it doesn't have to be loud and scary. It can also be passive aggressive and quiet, um, silent treatment. But for me, it was definitely screaming, throwing things, um, belittling, threatening, leaving bruises on my now oldest, but my youngest, um, like by squeezing her too hard or I spanked her too hard. And I mean, it was really, really scary. I was very abusive back then. Um, again, I'll get to that in a second, but there can be just as uncontrollable yelling and screaming constantly. Let's see. And then healthy anger, really, I describe that as it's normal to get frustrated. It's normal to feel angry. Angry feelings are not, um, that's not something that's wrong with you. But what do we do with those feelings, right, to um, work through those feelings so that we're being productive not destructive with them. Mm -hmm. So destructive anger, we're hurting relationships, we're building walls, you know, putting up these, these barriers um, and trying to manipulate and control. And really because we're insecure and afraid ourselves that we're out of control. And then the healthy anger is that normal feeling of frustration, even like stomping your foot or maybe you raise your voice those things are are very normal but um it's when they get to that destructive scary point right mm -hmm. um and we can get more into that but I just kind of wanted to help you understand what does that look like so for me I grew up in a home where it was destructive anger that I was witnessing there was a lot of yelling and screaming and door slamming and just a lot of that type of environment that's what my parents that's what they grew up experiencing in their life. Not everybody experiences that. That's what I experienced. And so that's what I learned on how to process and deal with anger. And so moving into marriage, when I got married and we moved in together, I was, that's how I processed anger, right? Yelling, mm -hmm. screaming, belittling, threatening. Mm -hmm. And my husband, totally opposite. He was quiet. He didn't yell. Um, he, his, his parents were, they didn't like conflict. They didn't like to, you know, it was, it was a little bit more passive aggressive, but more just they avoided conflict if possible. And so I remember screaming at him one day and just saying, why won't you just yell back at me? No. And he's like, I don't yell, <laughs> you know? Uh -huh. and, and so instead, he would really just get quiet and withdrawn and, and basically try to avoid it and avoid mm -hmm. getting me upset because he was afraid of, you know, what would happen if I got upset. Mm -hmm. So I recognized in that time, I can even remember in that time, I was like 21 in that, when that was, it, I was experiencing this. Again, we, we started dating at 16 and got married at 21. So I remember even being afraid. Like, I don't know if we could ever have kids because I'm starting to recognize, wow, I really get angry quick. And, but then at the same time, like, I don't know that there's a way to fix this. This is what I grew up with. This is Scottish Irish blood. This is <laughs> part of my genetics. Right. Mm -hmm. So that didn't stop us from having children. Um, a couple of years later, Anya was born when she was about two years, two years old. I, you would find both of us on the floor throwing a tantrum. 
um, screaming at each other, crying, you know, and then again, I'm older, I'm bigger, I'm more like powerful. So I'm more scary. I'm threatening her. I am um, screaming at her. Screaming at her was the most like the the biggest challenge for me. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's definitely times that it got out of hand with my um, physical just again. And and I don't say that lightly. This isn't something that I'm saying, this is okay and and everything, but it absolutely wasn't okay. And it was so scary because I didn't know how to overcome it. My husband received some of that too. I would hit him. I would scream at him, slam doors, throw things at him. This was just a very abusive way. And again, we go back to, it was so scary because I felt so out of control and I didn't know how to stop it um, or that I could. And getting into some of that really deep rage, sometimes it's just like you check out and you don't even know, like you, you, it's like you have this out of body experience. You come back, you're like, what did I just do? Mm -hmm. And that's how uncontrollable and scary it can get. Um, so I didn't, I still dealing with this and we had our second child sky and there was a moment where I was nursing sky in a room door shut and I hear Mike trying to put my husband trying to put Enya to bed her tantrums of course she wasn't learning how to deal with anger she was watching from me and and just a lot of build up right mm-hmm. and so her tantrums were pretty epic as well and I remember just nursing which typically nursing is a calming activity relaxing mm-hmm. But I'm hearing Enya just throwing this tantrum and I get more and more upset. And finally, I just scream at the top of my lungs for Enya to shut up. And Skye stops nursing and she looks up at me and she gives me this horrific face and starts crying. And I'm just like, this has to stop. We Mm -hmm. cannot do this any longer. Enya needs help. (laughs) We need to help Enya. Mm -hmm. And so I still wasn't facing this myself yet. Part of it, denial that I had a problem. Part of it, fear that there was no way to fix it. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. That's important to recognize in here, denial and fear in that, that you are unchangeable, that you're crazy and there's nothing, anything can, there's nothing in, there's no hope for you. So we took Enya to a therapist and she observed Enya and she talked with us and then she met with us alone and she said, Enya is a perfectly normal child for her age and development. (laughs) And I gasped, I'm like, but you're not at home this year. Of course she's good for you. Mm-hmm. And she looked at me and she said, I understand that, but Natalie, you're the one who needs to be in here. Wow. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it was a, it was a big moment, but deep down inside, I was so relieved that somebody was offering a hand saying there is hope and I want to help you. And so thankfully, just, I know that the Lord was there in that moment and he helped me, you know, accept that even though it wasn't fun, it was very hard to swallow that pride. But I was like, okay, whatever we got to do, let's do this. And so um, four years later, psychoanalysis therapy, which was fantastic. It was great. I learned a lot about me. I learned a lot about my family history, my past, why I did some of the things I did. And yet I left therapy um, cause I just felt like I couldn't go any farther with that therapist at that time. Mm-hmm. And, and just, I had another baby at that point. And so things were getting pretty busy, but, um, I left still yelling at my kids. I still had destructive habits. 
I would say they were absolutely getting a little bit less and less, but they were still a problem. It was still scary, right? But that got me started. It got me started on my journey of, okay, I don't have to settle for this. I'm not going to settle. I'm not going to give up. And I'm going to keep pursuing whatever it is I have to do to continue to grow so that I can overcome this and stop this generational trauma and and abuse in my family. Mm-hmm. And so I did. I just, I started that journey. The Lord led me through various different, you know, challenges and, and growth periods. And, and one of them was he led me into life coaching. And so I went to um, a Christian life coaching institute and got my certification in life coaching. And through that, I learned a lot about listening and developing a strong habit with the Lord. Um, One of the things they were very, very clear on is you can't be a Christian coach and coach other people if you aren't in tune with the Lord. Mm -hmm. It's so vital to hear his voice. It's vital to hear his and understand um, him in order to be able to, to lead others, like him be able to use you to lead others, not you leading others yourself. That was, that was a really big part of the journey. And then actually got on a podcast with a friend because we had been talking about our motherhood journeys and our anger journeys. We related a lot. And she's like, girl, you got to get on my podcast and, and share your journey and where you're at. And at that point, when that podcast went live, oh, I don't know, maybe three or four years ago now, that's when mom started calling me and we're like, I need help. I need to work through this. Help me. And really the biggest growth I had was walking moms through their challenges in their destructive anger and burnout and it kept me accountable and through their experiences and what the Lord was using me to do to help them that's when um, I really had a a huge amount of healing myself so at first at first I'm not gonna lie it was scary because I'm like I still get upset with my kids how can I coach other people you know and Mm -hmm. Um, it was, it was just a valuable lesson in hum, like humility and um, growth and accountability and, and understanding. So yeah, that's basically, you know, kind of my story. And, and today, what I always like to share to make sure everybody's clear on is I'm not perfect. <laughs> I'm still learning. I'm still growing. I'm taking a deep dive right now into learning what codependency, more about codependency and, and toxic relationships and, I love healing and I love growing and um, not just for myself, but it helps me with my clients as well. Um, But yeah, I'm not perfect. Do I scream and throw things and and, am I abusive in that way anymore? No, that is absolutely healed. Um, I slam a door occasionally. I might stomp my foot. (laughs) Uh (laughs) I raise my voice occasionally, but it's usually, and this is really important for people to understand too, especially those women out there hormones play a big factor in that and that was something I learned over my journey was learning where my hormones were tracking my cycle recognizing even if I know there's some women who are on various different birth control that their cycle actually stops as far as the um, menstruation Mm -hmm. but you still cycle you still have these cycles these ebb and flows and and it just so it's, it's really important to track your moods and where you're at throughout the month that's that's very helpful Mm -hmm. but in general yeah like I've learned how to help in a healthy way learn how to process the emotions learn how to 
accept anger instead of like say it's bad and try to avoid it that's that's where we start to actually ramp up we get angry that we're getting angry or we feel guilt and shame because we're getting angry Mm -hmm. Um, so learning how to work through those things has really been been very helpful and beneficial and then today my relationship with Enya she knows what happened she knows the abuse she received from me she knows the journey that I've been on and we're very I'm very open with her and try to help her you know when I'm learning Mm -hmm. stuff I share it with her and and tell her you know what there's things that you're gonna have to work through at some point and you know if you have to come back to me and and ask me about it or if there's something that comes up and you're angry about something that I did or said bring it back to me please I want to be able to make that right with you and help you work through it the best I can and so the Lord is very restorative and redemptive so there's never it's never too late to uh work through challenges like that so anyways I've said a lot you may have questions (laughs) no that's amazing thank you for sharing and I'm so it's so awesome to hear your relationship with your daughters now and how your relationship has changed is like what you said, like it is never really too late to change. Like God can really do anything. Yes. And also what you said about the cycles and how, <laughs> how your hormones relate to your emotions. All my life it has been like this where I will probably feel my emotions feel bigger when I'm like nearing my period or something and then the second that I remember like oh I'm about to start my period I immediately feel so much less crazy I feel like oh that's why and I feel such relief I'm like okay I I am there's nothing wrong with me I know why this is happening yeah those hormones they really play a big role and we don't give them enough credit I kind of grew up feeling like I couldn't use PMS as an excuse. And though we shouldn't use PMS as an excuse to be rude or hurtful, Mm -hmm. we have to recognize that I'm moody because I am hormonal right now. And, you know, I I went through the the place of hormones where I can remember um, having some suicidal moments and having some really epic fights with Mike and, and just hating life. I remember even going downstairs once, it was a long time ago, taking a knife out. It's like three o'clock in the morning. I'm like, I'm just going to end it all for myself. And he's like, no, you're not. And then like four days later, my life is great. I love my life. Everything's wonderful. And I'm like, oh my word, I must be bipolar. What is wrong with me? And, and so it was through talking to my doctor about what was going on. I go to a natural path, but it was through talking to her and she's like, girl, let's get your hormones checked. Let's Mm -hmm. see where you're at with that. And sure enough, there was a, imbalance of hormones and so I got onto a natural um, I think it was progesterone and she told me she's like let's get you on this and mm-hmm. see how you do and then at some point your body may just start to make the right amount just by giving it kind of a, a kickstart here and so I absolutely saw a huge difference in that and then tracking and then recognizing and so that I just share that because I know that's really dramatic, but I, I really believe the Lord brought me through some of these dramatic places to be able to reach out and say, you know, it's like me sitting here and saying, I abused my child when she was two, right? Mm-hmm. I was suicidal with, and, and angry and, and scary. And it's like, those were dips. And I reached that, reach out and say those things because there's people out there listening to this who thought that they were the only ones who thought that they were crazy 
didn't know anybody was experiencing this because people don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. I've even had podcasters who I'll share this on their podcast and they, they won't share this story because they're too afraid themselves that what I said is too vulnerable. I'm like, but people need to hear it mm. um, because there's help and you need to get help. You need to reach out and find someone to talk to about it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, those hormones, you know, you'll feel anything from anger to anxiety yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> to, you know, fear, whatever. But when you re- realize, oh, wait, it's my cycle. Um, or even I've noticed with coffee, sometimes I'll drink coffee and I'll be feeling anxious. I'm like, What's yeah. wrong? Like, okay, feeling... one cup too many. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And you're like, wait a minute. And so when you are, you're able to recognize it's your physical body going through something, it's not anything in your life. Mm-hmm. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like mind, body, soul. We're all connected. It's all connected. Yes. It's not separate. So generally, I would say that in the church, I am making generalizations, but yep. we see anger as this bad emotion oh that's a negative emotion you don't want to you don't want to feel that you know mm-hmm. work that out with the lord and come back <laughs> but yeah. we don't necessarily just by saying those things teach people how to deal with it properly so what did the lord teach you about your anger during that time that you were able yeah. to deal with it in a healthy way yes yeah, so good so I would say a lot of us, if not all of us really grew up with this feeling of shame and guilt around feeling negative emotions. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Part of it, some of it is parents not knowing how to deal with it. Part of it is um, genuinely like I remember when my kids are little and sometimes even now I catch myself, your, your kiddos crying, or maybe you were crying and your parent says, what's wrong. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you, you start to associate this negative feeling means there's something wrong with you right? Or you're angry and, and you get told to stop being angry, you know, <laughs> yes. pull your big girl panties up, you know, whatever, <laughs> right? And, and you're right, there is this, this feeling um, in the church where anger is a sin, right? And so let's just first of all, break that up. Anger is not a sin. It's an emotion. If, if anger is a sin, then joy is a sin, right? Mm -hmm. That's not something that you can take away from your, your being. We, we have happy, let's see, joy, sadness, fear, disgust, and anger. And the Lord experiences these things, these things too. This is part of how we are made in his image. He experiences anger. We read about that in the, in the word. And so anger in and of itself is not a sin. What we do with anger is what will define if we are sinning or not. And that goes back to that destructive anger versus healthy, normal anger, right? So what I like to say, when we're looking at our emotions, we've got those negative emotions. That's the sadness, the fear, the disgust. The Which side note, if you look up, like, there's different wheels and different, um, that kind of make a broad, like, kind of more of a, there's a great wheel. It's like a, on Amazon. And it shows like those core emotions and it shows different feelings that you have in those emotions. Oh, it's like a, it's like a feelings wheel. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. What's super interesting and something I like almost every client I work with, like there, it clicks. They're like, wait, what? Disgust really like is a lot of, of anger. Like we think we're angry, but we're really disgusted. It's, It's really interesting. Disgust doesn't get a lot of, of, um, airtime. <laughs> it's funny. But a lot of that too, when you look at it, the fear, the disgust, and the um, 
what's the other one? So anger, fear, disgust, and I'm missing um, sadness. So sadness, disgust, and fear, those will quickly get bypassed into anger because those three are very vulnerable, especially fear and sadness. They're very vulnerable. And so to protect ourselves, we'll quickly go into to anger. But we don't go to anger and stay there. We go into destructive anger to try to protect ourselves, right? So mm-hmm. the negative emotions, I like to say, hey, stop. Let's recognize them for what they are. They're normal. They're healthy. And what they're there for is a speed bump. They're there to stop us to check in. Why am I feeling this way right now? What's going on for me? Is it my hormones? Is it my coffee? Is it that somebody just said something that hurt my feelings? Is it that somebody just was rude to me? Is it that somebody's not doing what I want them to do? What's going on for me? Did I not get enough sleep? Am I hungry? You know, am I stressed because of tests and exams? And, or if I have kids, am I stressed because my kids aren't sleeping or they're fighting or, you know, or is there a driver? Whatever it is, what it's, it's that bump to like, let's take a deep breath and let's check in. And so what I've taught my clients is called sit and pray. And so we stop, that's the S, we inhale, that's the I, we tune in, that's the T, and then we pray. Um, and so stop, so we have to stop and go, okay, wait, I'm upset right now. If we can separate, so there's another S there, stop and separate if we have the ability to. If you shorten it up and say sit and pee, there's a really great excuse for you to go to the bathroom because most people are like, yeah, go to the bathroom. So <laughs> if you don't want to tell anybody that you're upset mm-hmm. or you need a moment, then just excuse yourself to go to the bathroom and do this. And so you're stopping and separating. You're inhaling. Those deep breaths are going to help calm your nervous system. We literally like have a bone in our brain called the sphenoid bone in our and it's kind of shaped like a butterfly. And as we breathe, it rocks back and forth and it massages the pituitary gland, which starts sending out the hormones to relax your body. That so is that's so why... cool. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> right? Butterfly in your brain. It's just calming you down. Yes. It's so cool. Like God is so awesome how he's designed this, right? Because when, when you're watching a butterfly, isn't that like so cool? Like, it's so peaceful. Yeah, exactly. So when people say take a deep breath, there really is something behind that. It's not just because, you know, just stop and breathe. Um, but really, it's calming your, your nervous system down. It's giving yourself, you know, a moment to connect with your body. And then you're tuning in and you're going, okay, why am I upset right now? What's going on for me? And that's when you start going through those, that little checklist of, am I hungry? Am I, you know, what, what's going on for that person? Is this about me or is this about them? That's a good question to ask. Are they projecting their feelings on me right now? Or is it me projecting them? So it's, it's kind of looking at that situation. And again, I mean, we could spend hours talking about the psychology about how all of this works. But this is just like the bite size you get right now. <laughs> so that's the tuning in and then praying, Lord, I'm feeling this. And I tell people, you know, when you're in the presence of the Lord and it's quiet and you're not facing the person you're mad at, tell him, this is how I'm feeling. I totally unleash. I'm like, Lord, I'm so angry. I don't want to do this. I don't want a mom today. Or, you know, why is this person being this way? And, and I just let him hear it. I, he's the safest place to to vent to, right? Mm -hmm. Because he knows what's going on in my heart. So I, I just spill it all out to him and then um, ask him like, Lord, 
I, I want to, you know, glorify you. I want to be productive. I don't want to be destructive. Please help me in this moment. And so, um, and that can be something where you can take a few minutes to do. And sometimes it's a 30 second ad. You just got to be like, okay, take a deep breath. Why am I upset? You know? So that's like the sit and pray. So it's just really recognizing that you're, you're not a bad person for having this emotion. You're normal for having that emotion. It doesn't even matter if you're upset over something you would deem silly or insignificant, or you'd think somebody else would. The fact is you're having that emotion and you are important enough to stop and recognize I'm feeling this. Mm. Okay. And it's okay. It's okay. And that's, that's the other part of the tuning in. It's okay that I'm feeling this way. Anyone would be feeling this way in this moment. We kind of neutralize it. So that's that piece. That's the in the moment part that I try to teach and, and help people work through. And then after the fact, right. And we talk about that's the freebie I'm giving your audience called the trigger tracker and the trigger tracker is something clients use to kind of process through an event or a common trigger. Okay. So let's say that driving, maybe you're a, a driving makes you irritating to other drivers, right? Unless they mm-hmm. get really frustrated and heated about it. Maybe you even flip somebody off, okay? (laughs) And you're just feeling terrible about it. You have the guilt. You're convicted later. And there's nothing you can do. You can't go back. I mean, I'm just speaking from experience. Totally been there. Totally done this. Um, And so, you know, taking that trigger tracker and going back to it and going, okay, what was going on for me? I was late to my appointment. I was hungry. I was late. So I didn't get to eat. So I was hungry and I'm feeling agitated, you know? So you're, you're really breaking down what happened. what did you do? I tailgated. I flipped them off. I honked, you know, why were you, why, where were you at? How were you feeling? What was going on for you? What would you like to have done next time, you know, instead? And, and so, and for all of you um, drivers out there who, who do have road rage, one way, one tip that I have is um, I try to envision everyone around me as people I love driving. I would never tailgate. I would never flip off. Right. You know, that's one way I try to have empathy. And that's a big deal. Empathy. Something we're losing in our culture. We have to have empathy. And that's putting yourself in somebody else's shoes. So trying to understand maybe they're, maybe they had a bad thing or maybe that's whatever. So Anyways, so the trigger tracker, it's through this event and helping you go, how do you want this to go in this future? You know, next time I'd like to imagine this person is, is my best friend and I'll give them space and recognize the Lord has me, you know, running late and, and he'll get me there and, and it's all in his time. Um, so it just kind of helps you process through if, if you're a parent dealing with a young child you know, a common trigger I have moms work through is the bedtime routine or the morning routine. That can be a common trigger time. I've had clients work through other things like miscarriage and um, other stuff through the trigger tracker. So the point of it is to really give yourself um, time and to sit down and create awareness around the things that are triggering you. Maybe there's a coworker or your parent that you're dealing with. And there's events that are triggering to you. These are things that we will often just push through, try to ignore. We don't know how to deal with it. So by giving yourself that gift of time to sit down and process through, 
what happens is it creates more awareness for the next time that you're walking through this trigger or other triggers. And, and awareness is key. Having awareness to have that moment of, I need to stop. I need to inhale. I need to pray. I need to tune in. Um, I want to work through this productively, you know, and, and, and praying for guidance. What does this look like next time? And in the trigger tracker, it, it has a, a place for, you know, what does the word say? What does the Lord say about walking through this, this type of experience or this emotion to really, to really look for spiritual guidance walking through these triggers? Yeah. Oh, I, to all our listeners out there, I have looked at this trigger tracker. It is so helpful and it's going to be a free download for anyone who needs it. So I'm going to link it in the show notes so you can access it after this episode, but I highly encourage you to use it, try it. Even if you don't feel the first time you use it, like, oh, this helps me resolve everything. It's going to help you in awareness. So I just recommend you keep using it and make the space to process whatever is making you irritated or angry. So thank you for sharing that with us, Natalie. Believe me, I love being organized just as much as the next person, but I have found a pattern in my life when I try to use a basic planner. It goes like this. I'm going strong, writing down what I need to do until Thanksgiving comes around. And then I forget the planner exists until the new year. In January, I'm committed and excited to get organized But once March hits, I can't even find the thing anymore. Have you ever experienced this? Do you ever feel like you want to get organized but just don't have the time to? Let me tell you about Life in Order. Life in Order is a business that makes 100% customized bullet journals to help set you up to thrive in your goals, business, relationships, and personal growth. My bullet journal has been a game changer for me. And the best part about it was that it was already set up for what I personally needed in my life. Now I can keep track of how much water I drink and how often I'm journaling. I also requested to put a page in there specifically dedicated to honeybees because who doesn't need more honeybees in their life? You can find Life in Order's products on Etsy.com today to get your own bullet journal set up for your unique lifestyle. You can also use the code JENNY15, that's J-E-N-N-Y-1-5, to get 15% off your personalized journal today. So I highly encourage you, take initiative to order one, and your future self will personally come back to you of today, and thank you. So we're saying the term destructive anger for this type of Sometimes we picture it to be a type of loud, explosive anger, but would you consider passive anger or passive aggressiveness to also be destructive? Yeah, 100%. When we're looking at destructive anger, it's, it's really that piece of, I'm trying to control the situation. I'm feeling insecure and out of control, and I need to control the situation. So that might look like someone, um, maybe it is yelling for you, but it might also look like silent treatment. It might be belittling. It might be threatening. It might be the manipulation, uh, trying to, you know, that silent treatment can be a really big thing. It can be very hurtful and harmful mm-hmm. because you're withdrawing your, your, uh, yourself from that other person. And, and that is scary, especially for, other like a spouse or 
a child. It can be very insecure and, and scary and, and used in that way. I mean, I experienced the whole gamut and I believe that the Lord had me experience the whole gamut of these things. I did all the passive aggressive behavior. I did all the explosive behavior. And some of us all, like many of us will have different pieces. A lot of the passive aggressive people will get to a point where they finally explode, right? Mm -hmm. You can only hold in so much energy at once. Right. Yep. (laughs) And so, so yeah, there's, I would be so upset with my husband that I would grab the car keys, leave my phone and drive off. And I'd be gone for hours driving and that was scary you know so those type of behaviors it's that destructiveness remembering destructive behavior is what you're using that is hurting the relationship with you and another person mm-hmm. um, and it stems from you being afraid insecure feeling out of control and unsure of how to deal with something so when you recognize that that you have a challenge with destructive anger then it, it comes to, and this is what we work through so much, me and my clients do, is we're working through where did that stem from? What, what are you thinking? What are some past things that you've been through um, that have caused this, this place for you to feel like you have to protect yourself? Toxic behavior, narcissism, um, codependency, a lot of that those things are all pieces to can can all be pieces especially to the destructive behavior Um, Mm -hmm. we live in a broken world right Mm -hmm. and then if we we really take it down to the root shame and not feeling good enough is really a root of of all of this for for most every we're on this earth we're going to feel an element of shame just because we're separated um by sin from our lord Mm -hmm. and and to be able to receive that acceptance and, you know, we can accept Jesus. I've had so many people, I accepted Jesus and I've, I've um, gone to Bible studies and I've read my Bible and I feel like there's nothing happening and I can't change. He's not changing me. I'm not fixable, you know? And so we work through that element of, we do accept the Lord, but we're still here on earth. And so we're mm-hmm. still physically separated from his presence. Right. And we're not right. perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So we, we deal with that, that separation. And, and, and so in a hurting, broken world, we have to learn how do we work through these emotions that are normal? How do we do it in a healthy way? And it's just going to be a personal growth process. Again, I'm not, I haven't arrived. I keep growing. I keep learning. I keep getting better, but I'm still imperfect and I still make mistakes. And mm-hmm. so taking responsibility for those and taking responsibility for your healing and walking through it and facing the fear and the uncomfortable, the uncomfortableness of our shame is, is huge in, in overcoming destructive anger. Mm-hmm. And going off of that, what if there's a listener who just struggles with expressing their anger at all and tends to stuff it down? What would be some steps that they can take to express that anger, acknowledge it, express it in a healthy way? when it's difficult for them to express it at all yeah it is scary um if you're you're feeling that way as well so part of it is hopefully hearing something like this episode that it's okay that you're feeling that way that there's nothing wrong with you and to start working through that it's it's important to 
express it, like say it, even if it's just all alone, you're all alone, just start saying, I'm, I'm feeling this emotion. Um, maybe you don't know what the emotion is. Maybe you have no idea what you're feeling. And that's where going to something like, you know, that wheel I was talking about, like doing a study on, on, there's lots of Bible studies too on emotions out there, but doing a study on what is an emotion and what does it look like and what do you experience in those emotions? But even using the trigger tracker, just sitting down and, and writing it out. Journaling, I would say, is, is a huge piece, especially it's been a huge piece of my journey to sit down and write out what you're thinking and what you're feeling. Um, putting those words to paper, and if you feel like, I don't want someone to read it, then burn it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Burning is always an option. No one has to yeah. see it. <laughs> it's always an option. That's an exercise I have my, my clients go through because we work through an exercise in forgiveness. I'm like, write everything out that you want that person to know. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to burn that letter. And basically, I kind of look at it as the smoke's going up to the Lord and he takes it and makes it nothing, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and people are like, oh, I don't like to sit down and write. I'm like, I understand that feels like monotonous. And my hand cramps sometimes from journaling, but I journal almost daily. It's a daily practice for me. There's something about getting it out on paper there's an act of that writing it's it's a healing thing it pulls it out of your subconscious and it helps you start to face it and if you're not sure how to communicate it's it's really starting to say things like I'm feeling angry right now right and something I talk with my moms about and and I'll do this with my husband even is I'm I'm really upset right now about what's going on and and this challenge that we're in or this problem, I, it's not you. I'm not mad at you. I'm just mad at the, you know, the circumstances. Mm-hmm. Just so they understand that I'm not saying there's something wrong with them. But I am upset. I'm feeling this emotion. This is how I'm feeling. And I want to work through this, but I got to calm down first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so helpful. Well, Natalie, do you have any final encouragements for the listeners out there who relate to this struggle in some way or another? Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, I know there could be some younger people listening, some like, like with my kids, my oldest who's headed off to college, something I've tried to really help her understand is you may not feel angry right now. I, I can't tell you how many clients that I've worked with who are like, I was never angry till I had kids or I was never angry till I got married. <laughs> and, and that's, that's okay. You may have not experienced that. Maybe you, you didn't grow up in a house where anger was really loud or destructive in that way. Right. Or maybe you came from a passive aggressive house. I don't know. But the point is you may not feel like you're angry right now. Um, but that doesn't mean it, it, it couldn't surface at some point. So really recognizing, you know, just right now and taking that practice to, to stop and, and tune in at the end of your day, even, or the beginning of your day. I like the end of my day in, in this respect, kind of looking back and going, what was I feeling today? Uh, my, my clients do a daily trigger or not trigger a daily tracker with me. And one of the things they do is they track, you know, physical things like how much water, what exercise, um, <laughs> and where are you at in your cycle? If they're a woman, and then what was your mood overall today? Or what moods did you experience today? So starting to create awareness right now in how you're feeling is, is awesome because it helps you tune in. 
and making yourself a priority. And that's what's really important, making God and yourself a priority, spending that daily time with the Lord. If you can get that in, even if it's five minutes, and I don't care if it's in the morning or night, but taking five minutes to just check in with the Lord and ask for his guidance and, and um, moving forward. And then um, the last and final thing I'll say is if you do feel like you are struggling and you felt like there's something in this podcast that you connected to and you're like, oh my word, I didn't know that I wasn't the only one who's experienced these things. You're not alone and you are a special person, but you're not a special snowflake as my own life coaches <laughs> told me. <laughs> Whatever you are experiencing, someone else is experiencing as well or has. And so um, please don't be afraid to reach out. Reach out to someone who you trust. Reach out to me. Reach out to um, whoever. Like, find somebody to talk to about it. it. You don't have to carry this alone. You're not crazy. You just need to work through and process some things and, and why you are where you're at at the moment. And there's hope for you. So please, please, please don't be someone who... Um, who doesn't think that there's a way for help, those situations end up scary. Those are the, the situations that end up in, in not good places. Like, you know, we've talked about, where we hear a lot about that, especially after COVID, um, suicide and moms hurting their kids um, to, you know, really bad places, right? So please reach out for help. You're not alone. And there are safe people who, can um, help you find help or help you work through these things. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing all of that, Natalie. To all our listeners out there, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I'm going to link all of Natalie's websites and the trigger tracker and all the things into the show notes. So you are able to reach out to her resources and even her if you'd like to, but thank you so much for tuning into head to heart podcast today. And we will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Head to Heart Podcast. It's a joy to record them and a joy to have you listen. If you have any topics in mind you'd like us to cover, go ahead and send us a message on Instagram. The handle is head to heart underscore podcast. Make sure you subscribe as a way of making sure you never miss an episode. And if you would be so kind, go ahead and leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It helps out the show so much when you do. We'll be releasing episodes to you every other Friday. So stay tuned and thanks for joining us. Mm-hmm.